Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Meet Bob. Hey, Bob. He's a four-time tire rotation champion. When he was a baby, his first words were automatic transmission fluid. Bob's so cool, he has engine coolant running through his veins. And then there's Kyle, also known as Premium Unleaded. Legend has it that Kyle can change your oil with his toes and that he can tell your tire's air pressure just by how you're walking. He's Bob, he's Kyle, and every Saturday morning they morph together to form the greatest superhero known to man, Mr. Mechanic. Check engine lights don't stand a chance. This is the Mr. Mechanic Show on 1110 KFAB. Good Saturday morning to you. This is the Mr. Mechanic Show. 558-1110 is the numbers to get in. We are your interactive call-in show where you have the questions, you call in, we give you the top two or three answers of uh, what can help you solve your problem in your car, and uh, you can kind of get out and do your repair, or at least you know what you're talking to when you get over to the mechanic or give the mechanic a... uh, you know brief what I, summary. Brief summary, yes, a brief <laughs> summary. And, and I'll tell you what, um, anytime you take your car somewhere, um, no little, you know, small details. Don't, don't overlook the small details. You, Sometimes that's what fixes the car. That's a lot of times what fixes a car. When you say, I got a rattle or a bump or a squeak, you, you kind of, you know, have to be very specific in how it goes and where it does. And we've been doing it long enough, and if you – if the car's moving, it makes different noises. If it's sitting still, it makes different noises. If it's you know running, sometimes you shut it off, it makes noises. So all that little stuff helps you get your car fixed the first time because um, our noise, our rattle when we drive around the car, around the block, is way different than the noise that you're hearing. Because mm-hmm. I've gotten cars and, and it's you know the, the right rear wheel's falling off. And uh, the bearing's bad, and it's making all sorts of noise. And I said, well, you know, this is what you need. No, no, no. That noise has been there for a while. What I'm after is the noise in the left front. (laughs) All right, well, we need to make sure the wheel's not going to fall off first, and then we can look look towards what's going on in the left front. So being specific helps out a lot. So we are Buchanan Service Centers at 50th and Dodge, 80th and Dodge, and Guaranteed Brakes. 49th Avenue in Dodge, where we do brakes, alignments, everything under car, you know, all three stations do it, and we'll get you done. So stop by and see us. Oh, Kyle, you know, they I seen a uh, ad for, not so much an ad, but a, uh, an article about this microchip thing that we can't go out and get cars for. Um, got, everything's run by a microchip. Everything from your window modules to your... Everything you press a button for in a car is used to go through one central computer, like a gym module in a Ford. Mm-hmm. Now it goes through just every little microchip has to have something that's going on. So they're projecting about United States is going to have to probably trim an additional 10,000 vehicles for sure. Um, China is going to have to eliminate 32,000 planned vehicles 
because they don't have enough to be able to get all that stuff done. And that's why you're going out to buy a vehicle that, uh, and you get what you want if you can wait that long, and then you don't get heated seats. Um, oh, or, what are, oh, or, no. Or heated steering wheel. <laughs> you don't have a heated steering wheel, I can tell, you Kyle. better stay off the highway. <laughs> well, <laughs> I can tell you once you have a heated steering wheel, you don't really want to go back to the other style because they're cold, especially as this morning. I know. I'm, uh, I'm whining. I, I don't see yeah. any sympathy from you at all. I think we should go back to the old style. I bet you could find a million toggle switches out there. But no, we can't get a microchip oh, yeah. and a push button to work. Uh, you're right. There's to- you know, it might even be a toggle switch shortage now. Yeah, you could buy carburetors on Amazon for 40 bucks. <laughs> I suppose Build a car. you <laughs> You know, you can buy carburetors on Amazon for $17. I did it the other day for a snowblower. Yep. The snowblower, you know, it's the carburetor's kind of gummed up as it sits around for a long time. And even though you put some, after a period of years, I looked on You know there. that they make a snowblower with heated handles? They do. Yep. Well. Saw it when I was snowblower shopping to go along with your heated steering wheel. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. I just figured you wore, that was just part of getting out there and wears heavy gloves. Yeah, don't ask me how it works. I mean, for all I know, they run the exhaust right up the tube and <laughs> here you are. <laughs> well, that that's one way of doing it, I suppose. Yeah, a little bit of carbon monoxide. Yeah, well, I guess as long as it closed off, that would work too. Yeah, why not? And you get your handles smoking and as keep, it comes off. Let's keep America going here. <laughs> well, I, you know, I didn't, I, maybe, did you, was it electric? I suppose electric you, start, I know that for sure. Uh, so it was gas. So yeah. you don't just run like heat tape up there off your electric snowblower and uh, keep your handles warm. Yeah, that I don't know. I'm uh, unsure about the operation. Now the new electric ones have uh, little headlights so that you can kind of go out and, and see the... It's usually so bright outside. There's no anyway. fun in that. No, no. That's just wearing your battery down, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, if you're snowblowing at dark, I mean, you gotta be. it's got to be loud. You're going to snowblow the drive at two in the morning. You don't care about what you see as long as it's loud. <laughs> as long as all the windows are shut up anyway, so nobody's really, really after doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> as soon as we get, uh, you know, all these cars and all the advances that they have in them, and and all the electronics for in the front bumper now it used to be the front bumper didn't have anything but headlights and uh, you know grill and you know, now you got to be there's careful. There's a lot of money behind that piece of plastic now. Oh, there's a lot of money. Yes. Now you've got forward-looking uh, radar, you've got um, crash sensors, crash impact se- sensors, Im- ambient temp sensors. Yes. Yes. So Don't forget ca- your hood latch control module. Yes. Is back there. Yes. Everything the all those sensors the little little eye dot sensors you look on the front there and uh, yeah, I mean, when you go piling into, even when you're hitting something in the garage, um, oh, yeah. you can pop one of those out, and they're just they're just plastic. It's plastic on plastic with plastic connectors that's going to plastic wiring, mm-hmm. and it's got wire in the middle. But yeah, so they're very delicate. So be careful if you're even just touching something can knock it out. And you boom. drop a rake the wrong way, it's coming out of there. Yep, yep, absolutely. It could be three hundred bucks. So it's just got to be careful. And it used to be. You know, it started off in the rear, so you wouldn't back up to not back into nothing, or in, mm-hmm. into something rather. And now, it's all pushed to the front. And you're right. There's hundred, there's thousands there's of dollars of worth of something going on in the front bumper. Because you and I have both pulled bumpers off of cars to replace something, and mm-hmm. you know, you can tell the demolition derby that this thing's been in. You <laughs> pop the clips loose on the side, <laughs> and everything hits the floor that's been stuck in there for yeah. a year. 
I don't know why they got to make the parking, uh, the concrete parking pieces that you, you know, come up against. I don't know why those got to be so high. Why can't you just make a standard so that when cars go over top, they go over easy. They slide right over, and then when you go to back off of them, they rip the bumper off. Well, it's all a conspiracy, Bob, you know, because the concrete barrier builders are in cahoots with the car parts manufacturers. I, and, I know, suppose. How are we going to be able to sell yeah. more of these if, if we lower the lower the, the height of them? Yeah. Okay. You're never going right. to sell six-inch parking partitions in Omaha, not on my watch. <laughs> I suppose nothing you know, less than a foot. I suppose that phone call's been made. You're right. If you if you can think it, more than yeah. likely it's been thought of and already been discussed. And uh, okay, yeah, well, call we, me. We can talk about. We that solved that problem. All right, all right. <laughs> we got time for. A, all right, we're gonna head over to Michael. Michael's got a '93 Dodge, 2500. What's going on today? Good morning, fellas. How are you? I listen to you guys every Saturday. Thank you for having your show. You bet. Yeah. Glad okay. you called. All right. Hey, this is a preventative, uh, as you guys were talking about. I would, I have, like I said, this this van I have, it sits outside. It's not garaged. My question to you is, how often should I start it in the winter and also pump the brakes? And, you know, I'd like to drive it around the block, but when the snow flies, I really can't do that. Sure. Right. So that's basically my question. Uh, how often should I start it? Uh you know, pump the brakes and all that. Yeah. So does this, you don't drive this very often then? It's just more of a, what? Uh, yeah, I don't drive it very often at all, no. Well, generally with my old cars that sit in the driveway, start them up, you know, if I'm outside snow blowing, it'll run the whole time, you know. Right. I mean, right. You know. Especially in, in the wintertime. Brakes, throw it in gear, let the transmission fluid do its thing. I mean, let it run a half hour or so. You yeah, know, weekly. Okay, that's a great idea. When it, when it's when it's snowing like that, yeah, you just yeah. pull up, make sure you put it yeah, in park, I mean, lock the doors, and nobody can steal it. And then yeah, let it run. Yeah, if I'm going to be outside, I'll start them up and let them run. Sure. You know, the key is to having a a, a good battery, and mm-hmm. okay. uh, you know, it, it long you don't want that to run down because a battery with no electricity in it is just water. And, and water freeze up. it freezes up and it expands and and then it's bad and you that's can, just all there is to it. And I mean, you can go to the parts store and pick up a trickle charger pretty darn cheap these days. Yeah, get on Amazon; they got trickle chargers on there. So I would say if okay. it's if it's getting into the sub-zero weather, you might want to go out maybe every couple of weeks, maybe and start it. Um, you know, and, and let it run and, and get some charge back in the battery. You know, if it's in the temperature like we have in the in the 50s and things like that, you know, maybe once a month. I mean, that's just a rough sure, rough kind of thing. You don't got to do it every day by any means. No, no. Okay, no. that's, yeah. So just pump the brakes, you know, when I get it warmed up and stuff like yeah, that, right? Yeah, just kind of get it once you warm everything up. And, yeah, you can pump it. The brakes are probably going to stay kind of where they're at. Um, if you're not driving okay. it that much, they're probably going to more, with all the salt and, and nothing moving, they're going to more freeze into into place. Or, yeah. or not freeze oh, as okay. not freeze as in uh, you know water kind of freeze, but just in kind of rusting up a little bit and kind of sitting there. So taking it around and driving it around is probably better than than anything else. You don't got to go far. You just got to get everything right. moving a little bit. Yeah, get, you know, make a make your you know two mile in the block area just kind of run up, down, back and around, and and then park it from there and just kind of get everything moving and checking and. That's kind of what I Fantastic. do. Fantastic. 
you, you guys, that, that might seem like a small question, but to me, it's a big answer that you gave me. You guys rock. Thank you so yeah. much. No problem. Appreciate the call. Call, okay. call anytime. Yeah, and, and here's, uh, you know, cars. we got so many cars that sit quite a bit. You just don't know. And right now, it's uh, yesterday, your car probably started just fine. Yeah, this just morning, maybe not so much. Not so much, yeah. Well, one of the, what I drove this morning didn't start. <laughs> I went to look and the battery's old. Well, so I got to get another. Well, they got a vending machine around here. Yeah, so that's what. You, that's another great idea, Kyle. I tell you what, <laughs> he's coming up with all sorts of them. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Five five eight eleven ten is the numbers to get in and get your calls, and we'll be back in a minute. Yo, what up, love child? The Mister Mechanic Show gonna travel back in time to nineteen eighty two. Say what? I said a drip. A driven to the gripper, your oil fans licking, your car won't start. It goes bang, bang, boogie, your jump start. The boogie to the rhythm of the boogie to boogie. See, I am Mr. Mechanic, and I'd like to say hello to the pretty little lady on the side of the road waiting for an expensive tow. What? Have you ever gone over to a friend's garage and the car was just no good? I can't hear you. The timer belt's squeaking, the engine's overheating, and the tires are just no good. So you're driving down the road and you hear a clang, a click, clock, bang, and the old Mustang. Don't shed a tear. Have no fear. Your mechanic's here. Now it could be a clutch or master cylinder. Evaporate of control canister. Crankcase breather or front seat heater. Because objects in the mirror are closer than they appear. Giddly be my baby. I fixed you. So let's go shaggy like Scooby-Doo. Because I'm an imp to the pimp. The ladies pimp. I put the man in Mr. Mechanic. So if you need a tow, a bump or a jack. I'm the Casanova who's got your back. When you see the biggest and the best rich set. Just call the man with the M on his chest. I'll get you on the road. And out of the ditch, cause I'm the Mr. Mechanic. The Mr. Mechanic Show is brought to you by Buchanan Service Center. Call to schedule your appointment today at 402 393 2722. All right, we are back in the Mr. Mechanic Show. 558 1110 is the numbers to get in. We've got a couple of lines open for you. We've already had uh, one call and another call coming up, and uh, they've already got in. They've already got in, got their answers, que- their questions answered, and they're on their way out to fix it. So we're going to hand over to Chris. Chris has got a 05 Durango. Chris, what's going on? Well, what happened? Somebody, somebody tried to steal my Durango, ah. and uh, they didn't successfully do that, but they damaged the T-cylinder, so I had uh, a local T-masters come out and put a new T-cylinder in. Both my keys work. Mm -hmm. It starts, and then it just dies in two seconds, and uh, the key company said, I need a key immobilizer module. Mm -hmm. I went to the the dealer, and since it's a 205, it's over 10 years old, they do not make them anymore. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if I can just go get a donor out of the junkyard of anyone, or it's you it's, can in that. You can get a used one. Um, there's plenty of sources on the internet for that kind of stuff. Um, you might want to try like a Rock Auto Parts Geek kind of place. A lot of times they'll have some of that obsolete stuff. It, and the and the, uh, the the key place didn't have it. it didn't have one. No. Okay. Uh, no. And, and and usually it's sometimes they do sometimes they don't um, and you're right you just yeah oh five you can get a you can get an old one and relearn it to the car yep yep 
because essentially in that, um, I'm trying to think of when Dodge did it, but it's just kind of a hollow effect. If it sees the key cylinder turn past it and your key cylinder is a certain ohm, then it'll say, okay, cool, we'll start the car. And it sits right well, there. Well, if I can't get a new one, will uh, like a 2004 Durango, should I have to stick with the same part number, that exact part number that, that my mobilizer is for that 205? Well, yeah, it's going to have to be the same part. I mean, how many years it, it spans is what you're asking? And yes. I, I don't know how many years it spans. That you could probably find on the Internet and just find if it's from a 03 to an 06 or mm -hmm. just sometimes they have directly just 05s and that's it. Um, you know, but yeah, if it fits a multiple application, I mean, any of them are going to have to be learned to it. Right, right. And and kind of has to bolt up right. So, you know, if you go to what I would probably do is uh, check, the, check the weather today and find out when it's going to be the absolute warmest and then head to uh, the salvage yard. And there's, yeah. usually there's down in you pull it down there. Usually they have plenty they can of tell you if it's going to interchange. Or yeah, a lot of times they can. If not, uh, it never seems like the. Uh, the the dodge end of the uh they don't have a shortage of them no and you'll nobody's be able to find it. and nobody's picked through them yeah you'll be able to find it yeah there's plenty of them and if you find one grab two mm -hmm. I, don't know, I don't know why somebody wants my old durango it just totaled out here last year with the hail damage and so i just i don't know <laughs> it's easy to steal and it's got a catalytic converter in it yep <laughs> yep well i'll tell you i don't know why i can tell you that i have a little honda crv and they uh they stole the catalytic converter off it already, and then um, so we fixed that up, and then it was outside, and then they tried to to, uh, to steal it with the key. They couldn't get it from tried the key. Tried to jimmy the lock, yeah. Tried to jimmy the lock. It wouldn't work. I mean, the door was unlocked. They just couldn't get it because of all that. And they didn't get it because of what was in the way. They, this yeah, thing you break <laughs> that theft module like what happened to you trying to steal it, and then you're done before yeah. you even start. And that's what they did. They destroyed that. They, just, they destroyed it to the point where I had to get a whole new column for it. <laughs> Well, my wife, she said, I didn't, I didn't lock, I never lock it. And she says, why don't you lock it? I said, well, Cause then they, if they're in there just for the change, they break a side window, that's two or $300. Yep, yep. Change. yep, yep. You're, you're 100% correct there. And if they can open the door and get in and can't find it. But, you know, the funny part for me is it's not tough for me to go get a column and put it in. But they, how long did they work to try to, to make a mess of that? ignition column and then they still didn't get the car oh, they changed their plans for the evening yeah yeah and, and, and luckily he didn't get mad and bust a bunch of stuff on his way out the door but and they just gave up and moved on to the next easier car and there's well, it, was, it was in a parking garage and we got it all on video and it sounds like we're gonna soon have the people that did it so yeah good yeah well it did its job i know it's a kind of a pain in the butt right now to have to kind of get it back going but it did its job. All that stuff that the Dodge put in there worked. They didn't get the car. And that's it. this other stuff is easy compared to having to go buy a new vehicle because you can't find it. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, you're 50th and Dodge, right? Yep, 50th yep. and Dodge, 80th and Dodge. We've got two, two services. I've been, going to the, I've been taking all my vehicles to 50th and Dodge for like 25 years. Good. And great, great people. There used to be a gentleman there by the name of Lee. And he was uh, always took care of my grandkids' cars, and I can't say enough about them. Yeah. So well, thank you. We appreciate that. Appreciate that very much. Appreciate your business over the years. Th thanks, Chris. Appreciate the call. Yeah. It's, uh, boy, you just hate that, don't you? It just. Yeah. And you're right. Sometimes you just leave them unlocked. Otherwise, you've got to. 
door more ha- of a problem than you, you got door well, handles. Well, the door got- handles ripped off. The plastic's coming out. Um, you destroy a door essentially. You do. You do kind of destroy the door, and you know, busting out a window is probably the easiest thing to to bust and put back together and not have a problem. But still, on some cars. On some cars, yes, <laughs> and uh, you know, it's just I don't know. It's got plenty of work out there. Go find a job. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to say about that. All right. I think we're going to take a quick break. All right. We're going to take a quick break. 558 to 1110s and numbers to get in, and we'll be back in a minute. All right. We are back on the Mr. Mechanic Show. 558-1110 is the numbers to get in. We can answer your questions. Interactive call-in show. Give us a call. Uh, Travis. Travis has got an 08 Hummer H3. Travis, thanks for hanging on the line. What's going on today? Hi there, guys. But, yes, I've got an 08 Hummer H3. Uh, I'm having trouble with it uh, at startup. Uh, it, it hesitates. Um, sometimes it chokes off, and, and, and you have to restart. Uh, I've had it in the mechanic several times with no success. Um, we've changed uh, plugs. We've changed cables, uh, cleaned uh, throttle bodies, injectors. I, I just don't know. Once once you get it started, it does run and runs well. Okay. So it just it's so if I it starts it runs and it just either runs great or it just has a problem, right? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's absolutely perfect. Then the next time, uh, it doesn't matter if it's warm or cold. Uh, it just uh, it'll hesitate, uh, kind of chug along. Uh, either quit or it'll come out of it and start running uh, correct. I want to put a fuel pressure gauge on this car. That's what I want to do. And Sometimes we got to leave them on there for a while. Yeah, you do. Let the car sit out there, start it up all day, two, three days <laughs> sometimes, till it happens. <laughs> I want to see what the fuel pressure is doing on this car. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> that, that, that little snapshot in time um, – isn't always enough uh, to be able to do that, yeah, and, and I agree. And that's what we have done many a times is putting fuel pressure gauge on there and, and have the car left for two, three days to kind of see exactly what it is. Do you have uh, any check okay. engine light or anything? Yeah. Uh, no, no check engine lights. Okay. okay. So we're down to, you know, something that's not going to cause a light, fuel pressure maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, the other thing. pressure. The other thing that I'm thinking about is, you know, you've cleaned the throttle body. But they're they're not uncommon to have throttle bodies bad on that, or a mass airflow sensor. Yeah, or the wiring going to the throttle body, because they, they make harnesses uh, for the end of that that throttle body that we've replaced quite a few times. So maybe the maybe you kind of do the wiggle test, uh, grab yeah. that, grab that connector, and just you know start wiggling around here and there. Don't touch anything else other than that connector, um, and then see if that has a problem. Um, you can also pull that connector apart, look inside, and see if you've got any green terminals or, or corroded terminals in there. That, that would probably be another thing that you could do. Um, you can do a tap test on the mass airflow sensor, um, maybe a tap test on the uh, on the throttle body itself to see if you're – it's electronic. So if you're tapping on that and all of a sudden you jar that electronics and all of a sudden it's just starting to run and crappy, well, you kind of know where your problem's at. And yeah. that's – sometimes what it comes down to but those are all things you can try um because you're going to have more time to 
to sit there than than take it into the mechanic and have him just have a snapshot and a time and and you know in that hour that he's looking at it. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> I mean, it, it's it's basically a Chevrolet truck. I mean, we know that. So uh, and those are all the kind of common things. The have you tried disconnecting the the battery cables and kind of holding them together and see if everything is just kind of powering down and, and kind of bring it back up? I, early on, I did. In fact, I replaced the the ends on on them and made sure I was getting good connection. And okay, and uh, that's something I, I I probably ought to check again. Well, and sometimes it just needs to be reset. For it's just no different than your laptop at home, and it just freezes, and it's like, what's the problem here? Well. We shut it down. We started it back up. Now the computer's working like it should. No different in cars. Um, it doesn't happen all the time, but it's. A, I'm just trying to think of things that are easy to do that are common things that can go on. So, yeah, try that. Try the wiggle test. Try the tap test. Try to hold those two cables together and see if, if that solves your problem. Okay. Okay. Yeah, try to isolate it down some more so we, you know, the more time you spend with it, the more the more you'll get to the root of the problem and be able to replace it without replacing a bunch of parts. So, Sure. All right, Travis, try that and uh, give us a call back. More than happy to help you some more if we can. You bet. Thank you, guys. You bet. You know, there's even, uh, like you were saying, the the fuel pump. When you put yeah. a fuel pressure gauge on there, you can also kind of take a hammer, kind of tap on the bottom of the tank and see if yeah, you can. Yeah, you can hit almost anything on a car to get it to work. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's certain things you want to hit, and there's certain things you want to tap on, and yeah. certain things you want to just swing the hammer at. And uh, Yeah, we all figure that out the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> just, well, we need it now. Speaking of that, uh, you know, we had a car the other, just last week that um, he called and said, hey, the, the car won't start. I'm getting it towed into you. I'm not really sure what the problem is. And I uh, said, so, well, when it gets there, we'll do our normal deal. You know, air, fuel, spark, injector, pulse, you know, timing, all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And so uh, when they went out to the service, it was cold. Sure. The, the tow driver did not want to uh, hook everything up. Okay. It wasn't us. It was somebody else. So he took a hammer to the uh, to the gas tank, and he got it going, and he fired it up and put it on the truck and brought it to us. So he did all the diagnostic for us, and uh, which is nice. I mean, sometimes. Yeah, cool. Sometimes you throw it on a tow truck and it wiggles and bounces down the road. And by you the time don't know it, what you got. No, you don't know what you got. By the time it gets to the shop, it starts, it runs, it goes. You drive it around the block, everything's beautiful. So he was able to do a little bit of diagnostic out on the road with a hammer, and um, it saved us some time, saved the customer time. He knew exactly where it was, just replaced the fuel pump and got him up and rolling. Why can't they all be that easy? I wish they could, but, yeah. you know. I'm not, I'm not mad at the tow driver at all. It's just uh, he, he just helped to save some time. Yeah, hey, so there you go. it'd be nice. And and you got medium, you got you got different hammers. Of course, we all got the small, medium, and large, and then we got a sledgehammer too. Yeah, I mean yeah. You, you can't you have to you can't take a sledgehammer to the throttle body. You can take your not little, with that attitude. You can t- <laughs> not with that attitude. <laughs> I suppose you can, but you're going to be buying a new one. Usually that's your little uh, that's your little four inch hammer, you know your little yeah. little tap hammer, things like that. You don't want to believe me, it's broke. I'll show you. Well, and I'll <laughs> tell you another trick that we've used many many times of cars that have come in and the key won't turn. Hammer, hammer, got to have a hammer. You don't have a big hammer. What you have to do is you have to put the key in the ignition, and you got to just gently tap on the end of the key as you're trying to turn it with your. You tap on it with the right hand, and you turn it with the left, and next thing you know, if you tap it 
enough, I'd probably say 80% of the time. Some people I've learned over the years need a visual demonstration of this being done to be able to pull it off. Because I've told yeah. a couple of people and they come back in, oh, I hit my finger. <laughs> the broken key. <laughs> or a broken yeah. key. It, so the, the, the tumblers inside that lock and tumbler don't want to move very well. And they're sticky. They're cold like today. And it just doesn't want to go. And if you just gently tap, you're, you're tapping everything. And the, a lot of times we'll spray some, spray some penetrating fluid in there, so trying to help it Something along a little bit. the grease that's originally yeah. in there. And if you look at these keys, a lot of times you've used these keys so many times that they used to they came out with ridges. Not no more. Now they look like, well, and then as you wear them for, you know, 100,000 miles, they look like a butter knife. And yeah. uh, after a period of time, a butter knife doesn't start the car. So, again, if you tap on the end of the key and you wiggle a little bit, a lot of times you can get your car going. Now, once you get your car going, you take it to your mechanic. Yeah, don't shut it off, please. Don't shut it off. And uh, don't think, oh, I did it once. I can do it again. You just passed the test and uh, you got it going. Take it there and get it fixed. Otherwise, you can have a problem again because I've had that happen before too. Well, was, I got it here and now it won't move again. Well, sometimes you only get one chance at it. Yeah, Some, if that. Yeah. Sometimes you get two or three. Sometimes you got to tear it all apart with it all broke. But, you know, it's a lot easier. Isn't to there sh- some people out there that just drive their car like that like every day and never fix it and never have an issue? Yeah. I've known yeah. those people. Sometimes uh, if the key turns a little bit, the repair is so much easier than if the key don't turn at all. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. Yeah, I've drilled more than my share. Yeah, out. we've had to drill them out, and that just all that does is add a bunch of time and labor to it. And You uh, always break at least one bit off inside yeah. there. Yeah, I know. Unless, uh, unless what we talked about earlier, when the car gets stolen. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the, uh, the inexperienced thief uh, just messes up the entire <laughs> column. So. Yeah, there's a right way and a wrong way, and I'm not going to get into that here on yeah. the show. Yeah, we're no, not no, gonna, we're no, not no. We're not passing that knowledge. No, we don't pass that knowledge along, but we know how to do it. Yeah, save that call. All right. All right, 558-1110 five, five, is the numbers to get in. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back in a minute. All right, we are back on the Mr. Mechanic Show. 558-1110 is the numbers to get in. We're Buchanan Service Centers, 50th and Dodge, 80th and Dodge, and Guaranteed Brakes, 49th Avenue and Dodge. Stop in and see us. Uh, we're going to head over to David. David, tire rotation on Dodge 1500. Uh, David, go ahead. Yeah, I got new tires on my truck about a year ago. Uh, had an oil change, and they rotated the tires. I was always taught to crisscross the tires, and when I called the mechanic about this, he just put front to back and said because they're radial tires, they'll wear worse if you crisscross them. So I'm confused on what to do. Now I need to rotate my tires again. So back in the day, you used to be, when there used to be bias ply tires, bias, yeah, you yeah. wanted to change the rotational pattern of them. That's why you would crisscross them. Yeah, and you crisscross them, and a lot of times they'll tell you to crisscross them and throw a spare in there too and then bring it out and, and blah, 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 blah. The spares on most of it, especially the, the trucks now, used to be the size of the tire on the ground, but a lot of times it's not. It's a it's a different rim, different tire. Um, so with the radial tires, he is correct, um, and that's how we've rotated them. That's how we've done it for years, just it's front to back, um, and that's more all that you do anymore. And then okay. depending on what wear you see on those tires, um, you may want to, you know, 
on rear-wheel drive vehicles, you can go about even eight to ten thousand miles. Um, sometimes, if you see a little bit more edge wear on the tires on the front because you're turning a lot, uh, you might back that down even you know closer to you know five or six, um, so that you can kind of wear them, you know, evenly. Mm-hmm. Um, and some car some cars have this problem, some don't. But with the four-wheel drive, when you turn in, that adds extra wear to the front tires. So, no, he, that's exactly what you need to do, front to back. Okay, thank you very much. I appreciate your time. You bet. No problem. Yep. Yeah, it's a lot easier that way, and you don't have to figure out the pattern and get your manual out, and you, you just don't yeah, need to do that anymore. Yeah, leave it alone. Yeah, leave not, it alone. Yeah, it's not even it. in the manual anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we only know because we're old. Yeah. All right, we're going to head over to Jeff. Jeff's got a uh, 13 Dodge Caravan. Jeff, what's going on today? Hey, uh, I'm going to change my oil today. I've been running uh, conventional motor oil on it, in it. And anyway, it has a tick to it now. And uh, I was told to buy full synthetic oil, so I did. And I also bought some seafoam. Can I use that seafoam in the oil and uh, run it? Sure. It says it's guaranteed for 20,000 miles. I don't know if it's true, but yeah. what would you suggest? Uh, you know what I would probably do? It depends on what your tick is coming from. I mean, if your tick is coming from... Valve train, something like that. Yeah, if your tick is coming from a lifter. Um, That's what I'm thinking it is. Okay, if it's coming from a lifter that is uh, sticky, then, yeah, the seafoam is going to help. If it, if the lifter, if it's coming from something else in there. Rod bearing, piston yeah, pin, something like that. Right. Not going to help that. Right, or a cam lobe that's not, uh, it's kind of worn down a little bit and you got some, you know, slap in the. Sure. And the valve train, that's not, yeah, it's not going to help either. Now, the ne- when should you do it? Well. You got a couple of different ways you can do this. You can change the oil and then pour that stuff in there and then let it drive just like you said you were going to do. Uh, the other option is to pour half of that in there with what you have right now mm-hmm. and let it drive with the oil that you have in there along with that seafoam. Let it work itself in. So a lot of times um, we've used seafoam. We've also used uh, Marvel Mystery Oil. Marvel Mystery Oil works really good if you've got a a stuck lifter that's just carboned up and kind of sticky and doesn't want to work very well. But you want to use that maybe with the uh, a little bit with the old oil and then run it there for a week or two and then change the oil and then run a little bit with the new oil. Yeah, get a good flush, get that stuff that's yeah. breaking down out of there right, right does, away so it doesn't go into your oil pump next. Right, right. Does that make sense? Yeah, so uh, you say to flush it, huh? Yeah, not so much flush it. It's it's more of just running it with the oil that's already in there. That the sea foam and that Marvel Mist oil is just a good cleaner, and it cleans off a lot of the carbon deposits and the gum and everything else that's in there. And it just so takes you, it takes a little bit of time for that to happen. It just doesn't happen with one so, one can. Okay, so you think I should use the sea foam first with the old oil in it yet? I would. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Why not? You already got okay. oil in there, unless it's. Unless it's black and thick and, you know, it looks horrible, which I'm guessing it probably don't, um, I would run no, it with... No, I, I, I change it every 3,000 yeah. miles. Sure. I, I would start off with half that can in there and uh, run it for a couple of weeks and change your oil and then uh, put the, change the oil and then put the other can in there. And So you're getting... What you're doing here is effectively getting it done twice. You're starting it off a little bit and then you're, and uh-huh. then you're doing the, a two-step process. It's really more where you're going, where I'm going with it. Okay, I just didn't want to waste that synthetic oil because uh, it's pretty expensive. It is. Then 
that, yeah, so that's another reason to do it in halves, you know, mm-hmm. do, do it like this and then run the other one and, and run it for your normal 3,000 miles. Okay. Well, thanks. You bet. Not a problem. I appreciate it. You bet. Bye. Appreciate the call. You know, these 13 Dodge Caravans have problems with, and that's the reason we're kind of asking this question, because it has valve train problems. Yeah. They have uh, they have lifter problems. They have cam problems. They also have uh, lifter not, not not lifter, but they have uh, valve, valve seats. Yeah, yeah, valve guides, valve seat problems. So maybe the tick is coming from somewhere. It's coming from somewhere in the valve train, more than likely. Sure. But there's other things that are going on that, that can certainly cause that. Get it clean in there, get it lubricated, and then we'll go deeper. Yeah. Yeah, and, and usually if you if you think about it, it's it's gone X amount of miles with, with no issues. It's going to take a little bit of X amount of miles to get that all that gunk out of there. Oh yeah, and one treatment may not do it. And I, we've mentioned before in the past that that uh, the marvel that we've used in the past, we've we've done it on two or three oil changes, sure. and over a period of time, after the fourth oil change went by, it just magically kind of went away. But that was a sticky lifters that had nothing yeah. to do with any other kind of problem. So, and we've done it more than a few times. So some of that stuff, some mechanic in a can works. Other stuff is exactly what it is, mechanic in a can, yeah. one-time use. You it's, put this in to drive it to the junkyard. Yeah, yeah. I can tell you that the uh, the head gasket stuff doesn't work. No. It's, it's great at plugging everything else up. You bet it is. It will plug everything else in the cooling system up, including the head gasket you have. So it works. It just works way too well. All right, Kyle, another week's gone by. That was quick. Another hour. All right. Yep. 558-1110 is the numbers to get in next week. So you're first up so we can answer your calls, get you back out to the garage or in the in the driveway and get that car fixed. So I'm Bob. Kyle. We'll see you next week. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.